guys, I'm super excited to get into today's episode. I am chatting with the Roscoe Robinson, and I'm super happy to present this episode to you. It's not a lengthy one. I'm gonna just warn you up front. You know, if you get tired of these hour episodes, here is your break. <laughs> but I loved our conversation. Um, I love hearing more of his story. Just to have known Roscoe for the short period of time that I have and to see all of the doors that have been opening for him and then to hear where he was in this interview just a couple years ago is just such a huge encouragement. So I hope that you get something good out of today's episode. I enjoyed our conversation. Definitely put a smile on my face and I hope it does the same for you. So let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. I'm so excited. Memphis, Tennessee is in the house tonight. I'm here with Roscoe Robinson, motivational speaker, educator, author, and nonprofit leader. Welcome to Get Up 10. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Ginger. So excited to um, to speak to your tribe today. So excited. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I uh-huh. was looking at, I saw a post on Facebook and somebody was uh-huh. like, what's some entrepreneur language that you're tired of hearing? And somebody was like, my tribe. And I just like cracked up. (laughs) Is that? (laughs) But I'm so excited. Well, and also let me add, I don't even know. I'm still like putting things together for my brand as I go. So I don't know what I'm going to call my audience just yet. I don't know. You have a name for your audience yet? Or your group? No, I just talk about community, my tribe. Okay. Um, Those who want to get the fight back. Okay. That's... Some people have like the cutest things, like their little like it like rhymes and goes together. I don't know. Maybe the Lord will give that to me. Right, one right. Day. <laughs> but I'm really excited for our conversation today. Um, mm. I heard a snippet of your story when we were in Atlanta, and it was super powerful. So, even if you share what you shared in that five minutes today, I think we'll be Definitely. set. But my podcast is all about resilience. Uh, mm-hmm getting back up every single time life knocks you down and just authenticity being yourself like owning your story um I really want somebody to hear the conversation and it inspire them to just keep going keep moving forward you know because life be life in but as our coach says God be God in (laughs) and I just feel like there's nothing that you haven't been through that I won't go through or have not been through that somebody else won't also I said this is really confusing but basically there's nothing that you're going through that somebody else also has not been through and also to add on to that that somebody like after you might might go through one day and be able to look to you or even the person ahead of you so I think it's so important to share your story because you never know who it's reaching so back to the whole life being life and how has life knocked you down Oh, that's a good question. A um, little bit about more about myself. I grew up in a very small town called Huntsville, Missouri, population 2,000 people, one stoplight, two stores, no stoplights in my classroom. My high school graduation was 68 people. So I grew up in a small town. And uh, one one of the stories I'm going to share what um, Ginger had said when I shared at an event we had um, been at a few m- uh, months ago. Uh, when I was 17 years old, on Christmas Day, 2007, it was a fun day, uh, beautiful day, snowing outside. Went to my grandfather's house for Christmas as the family got together for dinner. We got together to open the presents. 
And then uh, I was driving home late at night. We get there and see all the lights on in my home when I lived at when I was a kid. I walk up the stairs and there I see my father there um, dying of a heart attack. He had the phone in his right hand and he and he's just he's just kind of like mumbling in his lip his lips and he's going into a heart attack cardiac arrest. And at that moment, um, I tried CPR on him about 10 times. It was like, dad, wake up, dad, wake up, dad, wake up. And at that moment, he passed away. So he passed away when I was 17 years old. Um, I played sports. So I was at the top of an athlete. I was an all-state athlete. I just got recruited to be on the, one of the best AAU teams in the country. And then you lose your biggest supporter. You lose one of your, your, your father, your dad, your friend. And it really was devastating to me uh, during that time when I was 17 years old. And uh, from that trauma, I began to act out. I began to smoke weed. I began to be very promiscuous. I began to drink alcohol every night. I began to pop painkillers. My grades began to plummet. Uh, my athletic abilities were still somewhat good, but overall, I was just depressed, anxiety, all those things I was dealing with uh, during that time. Uh, even my mom, it got so bad that my mom threatened to to move me to Texas. She was like, you know, she's like, boy, you acting crazy, so it's almost time for you to go. So uh, I really. Um, really had to dig deep during that time and think about would my dad really be proud of the actions that I'm doing? And sometimes that's what happens in life. We go through things, we lose people, we lose opportunities. We really got, we really got to look deep down inside and wonder like, why am I here? What is my purpose? And is what I'm doing now going to cause me to go forward? Or is what I'm doing now going to cause me to go backwards in what um, God has called me to, to do? Even though I, at 17, I didn't know what God called me to do, but I kind of had it kind of had a sense of, I like to help people. I like to, to listen to people. I I kind of knew that. And it really, it really just, it was a punch. It was just a punch to me. And, um, and from that, I began to grow. I began to learn. Um, I went to college during that time. I still was dealing with um, a lot of the trauma during that time, but the trauma I dealt with was I didn't trust people. I did not trust people. I didn't trust authority figures. I didn't trust relationships. So all in all those relationships, I always use um, defense mechanisms. Um, so people want to get too close to me, which did, made me not be vulnerable or transparent. So for many, many years until I was able to get a uh, therapist. And um, I'll tell more of that in a second. Wow, that is a lot. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that yeah. must have been like for you, especially mm. at such like my sister and I were just talking about how like mm. those teenage years are just so formative and so important. So to go through such a traumatic event young, like so sorry that you had to go through that. Thank you, Thank you so much. So you said that you you didn't trust people for a long time. And did that start like after your father passed away or did was there was that always kind of there and then like your father passing away just made it worse like where did that come from if you ever looked into that or thought about that I think I think it came from that because when that when that incident happened my whole perspective was like if I get too close to people they're going to leave me they're going to leave me and also uh, with people with people I think about it though my dad was a great father and everything but he only showed me attention and love when I when I was good at performance. So I was good at sports. So when I performed and I did good things, sports, academics, band, all those things, 
that's when I got love. That's when I got acceptance. And that's what I thought it meant. So I really, I really saw people ask, okay, what, what was the benefit of this relationship? What can I benefit from you? What can you benefit from me? It never was like a mutual, mutual relationship with anyone I had uh, during those years. And I saw myself uh, put up walls. So if someone was generally caring about me for like, for example, like a mentor or a pastor or someone who really wanted to help me, I was like, uh, I was like, bro, I was like, you get too close. We're going to have problems because I was dealing with those internal things um, that I didn't want to deal with. And I think sometimes we, when we go through, especially trauma or triggering moments, um, it's hard to trust again because those people bring up triggering moments, especially if, you, if you're a believer. Um, it changed my perspective with God. I, could, I didn't trust God. I didn't trust God because you let my father die all of a sudden. Like, why? Like, why? A little bit more about my story was my father actually, before he um, he died, he was a heavy drug user. So he was a heavy drug user in the home. And then two years before, he had gave his life to Christ, gave his life to Christ two years before, and life mm. completely changed, completely changed the last two years. So I'm thinking in my mind, like, he's gone. He's he's living good. He's living right. Like, why God? So I didn't trust people. I did not trust God. So it took a long time for me to um, be able to trust again. And even now to this day, I have to, to reflect when those triggers come and like, okay, I can trust. I can I can trust again. I don't have to live in this live in this box. I would say a lot of us sometimes we live in a box of isolation, isolated from people who really care about you, who really have the best um, motives for you. Yeah, that's so true. And I know that a lot of people struggle to trust others. And so mm -hmm. I thank you for sharing that because I know somebody is listening and can definitely relate. So is there anything else that you want to share of like what you've been through or like tough moments or any other ways that life has knocked you down? Yes, I, I got a lot of them. Um, so another one I have is, um, this is 2023. So 2021. So yeah, 2021, um, coming out of the pandemic, you know, the pandemic was crazy at home all day. Just it was, that was a crazy time. Yeah. Coming out of that 2021, um, I had gotten kind of sick. I thought I had low iron. I, I was getting really just fatigue in my body, like could barely get up, um, the headaches. I was like, what is going on? So um, I go to the doctor and I go to the doctor and they say I have, um, I could potentially have blood cancer, potentially have colon cancer, potentially have stomach cancer. Um, potentially, potentially. <laughs> right. Potentially, potentially. So All these cancer. All this stuff, you know what it happened to me? It made me spiral into a depression. It was anxiety. Even though I did not have those those things, it made my mind like I went into an anxiety, like a panic mode for about three months. It was about three months. Um, I had lost over 60 pounds. I uh -huh. had was able to drink insures liquid. Mm -hmm. And also during that um during that time, I was just really in a um dark place, didn't want to see no one. And during that time, I was nauseated one day. It was um, June 27th. I remember 2021. And I heard God say, teach my people how to fight. I said, fight? Like, fight? I'm like, I'm fighting. I'm in a low place. I don't want to fight. I don't want to hear anything about the word. I don't hear anything about nothing. I just want to be do me. And I remember, I remember he said, you're going to write a book. So I got up out of my bed that day. And in two days, I wrote the manuscript of my book 
get your fight back. So from that, from that came a book. So within three months, we had it published and out, um, been able to sell over a thousand books. The book I've written has been in, um, it has been in prisons. It's been in juveniles. It's been at youth, it's been at youth events. It's been at high schools. It's been at church groups. It's been at organizations around the world because of that experience. If I never would have experienced that, I would never have the um, wisdom on how to write that book and to encourage others um, to get their fight back in your finances, in their health, in their minds, in your marriage, in your every area of your life. Um, that's what I where I go, what I got I got my actually got my business real business in my platform um, from that, and God really just blessed it, and it really just taught me um, how to trust Him when it doesn't make sense, how to rely on Him when it doesn't make sense. So I just, um, I thank God for, now I thank God for going through that. So now I'm able to help um, other people, so several um, several men. That's what my focus is right now is to help men specifically deal with trauma, but also help them to speak. Because when you go through so much issues, a lot of men, um, they're afraid to speak how they feel, um, to say things. They've been through trauma. And especially as men, we uh, some men have the weight of the word on them. Everybody's looking for them for money, for for this, for that, for everything. And they need a place where they can express themselves. So that's what where I am creating right now, uh, for me, is a safe space for men to be able to use their voice to speak, but also to make income, but use their story um, to speak up and say what needs to be said. I love that. That's so powerful. So as you would say, in your words, like the question would be, how do we get our fight back? But on Get Up 10, we say, how did you get back up? I get back up. I got back up because I knew that was the only way to go. I had I had two choices. I think I talked about it uh, at the event. Two choices. I had post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic growth. I had to take this mo moment was like, okay, if I stay here, what's going to happen? I'm going to be depressed. I'm never going to fulfill my purpose. Um, and what I realized at that moment was someone needed me. Someone needed my voice. Someone needed my story. And and I had to quit throwing a pity party for myself to understand that my my yes and my my call, my purpose is going to help someone else who's been through it. So I can show them my scars and show them how to get through that. And no, it wasn't easy. It was not easy. Some days it was up and down, but I also want to tell people to give yourself grace. Give yourself grace when you're going through um, a moment where you're you're knocked down, the wind, you're like in, in, in a fight. You've got the wind knocked out of you and you're just there and, and the referee's counting 10, 9, 8, 7, like counting down. And that's what seems like time is going by, the enemy saying, you're done, you're out, you're out of this, but know that God will give you a God will give you win. God will give you win and strength to speak again. He will give you um give you just a refreshing if you would just um trust him. And also during that time, I had to surround myself with people. It's very important. Surround yourself with uh your tribe per se, tribe mm -hmm. of people who um are going where you're going and not not gonna be in that pity party with you, who are gonna say, hey. You know, I know you're feeling this type of way, but but this is what you 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 get called to do. This is what I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you walk through this. I'm gonna help you walk through this season of your life, and and we need those friends. And I would say, um, you need to hold on to those friends who 
who walk with you through those situations because um, you, you only get, um, I, I've noticed in my life so far, you only get maybe a handful of friends who are there for you really when you go through things. So those friendships really be sure to um, cultivate those relationships and stay in contact with those people who really care about your environment. How did you find those people? Like, mm. were they already placed in your life or did you put yourself in certain environments? Because let's say somebody's listening and they need that mm. support. Like, where could they go to find it? So where to go to find that? So I had some people in my um, community or people I knew mm-hmm. already. But also, um, I know I've had people at my church. I had people actually kind of co-workers, um, co-workers who were kind of um, acquaintances after work. I had it had to. But I would really, it's somebody who's aligned to your vision and your goals. It's someone who's going to hold you accountable. Someone who's, who's going to push you and not um, not be there with you in that moment. Like, okay, we're both depressed. Oh, you should you shouldn't get up. Oh, you shouldn't go to church. Oh, you shouldn't go to work. Oh, just sit in it. Oh, and and sometimes that, that could, that's what we want to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. Like, oh, you know, I want to. And you know, my thing is ice cream. I like ice cream, so I wanted some bluebells, cookies, and ice cream all day long with a half a gallon with some milk in it. But thank God that I don't do that no more. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to do. But get some, get those. Um, yeah, reach out, reach out if you can. Uh, reach out even even social media. I know social media. Connect with some people on social media. You may not be able to physically see them, but also, um, you know, we're blessed to have social media. You can we can use that to connect with people who are like minded as well. Reach out to them as well to um, find your community. Yeah, that's so true. It's so funny how many people um, that I have some sort of relationship with, but I've never met them in person. Right, <laughs> right. Like that is just the way of the world these days. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about uh, having people who are able to help you move forward and help Mm -hmm. you move towards your vision and goals, I was just thinking about this uh, meme that I saw the other day. And it was saying how like misery loves company, but Mm -hmm. so does joy and joy Mm -hmm. throws much better parties. And so it's so true because you could easily find somebody who's like, man, you got that going on. Let me tell you what I got going on. So, yeah, you know, that's just how life is. And, and next thing you know you they like bring you down with them <laughs> they do they do they do yeah and then um so you talked about finding people who are aligned with your vision and goals yeah. so like did you have some sense of your vision and goals already or did you take time to think over those things on your own no question that's a good question um i'm gonna quit using um too <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's okay no more ums, no more ums. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so in my life, I would say I always had somewhat of a vision, but it wasn't until I got about 25-ish, 25-ish, where I really began to think about my long-term goals. Like, what do I want to be physically? How do I want my health? How do I want my finances? I know I wanted to be out of debt by the age of 35, like be clear out of debt by age of 35 what is my future my future family I want to have one day like vision for my family then my personal vision like um my businesses I want to make my my community engagement I want to do so um the vision is you know it says it's set for a point in time but we got to write it down and what helped me was to um not give myself so big goals in short spans of time so I would break those little those goals down for my vision into um, this week, 
I'm going to work this week. I'm going to get my LLC license. That's the only thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go get my, my license, my business LLC, and that's it. And that's what's been helping me with my vision so far is having it broken down by week, by month, by six months, by year, and not overwhelm myself because sometimes God gives us a, a vision that's way bigger than ourselves and we get stuck um, in our mind. We get stuck in our heads. We get yeah. stuck in and like we're just thinking about it. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to write this book. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do this. And we never, we never. Then it's three years later, and I, I, I'm I'm talking about myself. I've done it before. Then it's two, three years later, and I'm like, I never did it. I talked about this in 2020, 2019. I never done it. But when I start doing it by week by week, that really has changed my whole perspective on how I, I run with my vision. Yeah, that's really good because I'm definitely guilty of big vision, big dreams, big goals, big, big, big. And it's a little too big for yeah. the moment. <laughs> yeah. So that's something important that I had to learn as well, just to like make it tangible, mm. like make it more easily reachable. So maybe it's three things that we're focusing on for today instead of yeah. a whole shopping list of things. <laughs> it's like 15 is like one, two, three, four. That's me. I I like a lot of tasks, but I had to quit doing that because I, I like yeah. I like to do a lot at once, but it's it's not good. Yeah, I'm being delivered from that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing about uh, what you've been through and how you got back up. And another thing that I like to touch yeah. on is authenticity. Um, even when we were in Atlanta for the event together, I felt like that was a big theme of the weekend. Just authenticity. Yeah being yourself and so I always like to touch on that uh, so for you what does it look like to live life with no filter and just be authentic I think what being authentic you have to know who you are you have to know your identity first of all who are you as a person um as a child of God do you know um, your identity? What is your identity in? Is it in? Is it in a person? Is it in a title? Is it in your gift? What you do? And once I, once I, and that's something I struggled with. I struggled with this um, living authentic because um, I was a natural growing up, going back to 17, 16, 15, growing up, natural people pleaser. I never want to say no. I always want to say, oh, I can do it, or oh. I make time and never want to say like, this is the way I feel right now, or this is, this is who I am. And having those, those boundaries with people that I had to learn as I got older. And I, I think that's where it comes to is um, knowing your identity and really keeping yourself accountable to be authentic. And why, why am I, and I, I had to ask myself sometime when I get in a room with certain people, why am I acting this way? Why am I switching the way I act? It's not like a job. I'm not I'm talking about job. You know, job setting. We have professionalism and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. Why would I get certain rooms with certain people? People, I, I feel sometimes I don't feel good about. I don't feel as good about myself when I'm around a room full of people who are successful. Like, what is that? Um, a guy had to deal with me about my confidence. He had to build my self esteem up, and knowing that I'm just as I'm just as good. They may have more wisdom and knowledge as me but I am just as good as them. I have something of value to bring to the table. When I walk in a room, when I walk somewhere, my voice matters, my presence matters when I come in the room. And that took time to renew my mind in that area 
renewing my mind with the word of God, with affirmations, uh, to live an authentic life and realize that people's opinions, that's that's their opinion of you. It does not matter. Um, you know, people talk about you good or bad. You know, it's good that someone's saying something about you. I've got got like, you know, good press, bad press, all those things I've had to deal with. Um, I've been called all tight. If you this this new on social media, then I have been called some names. I have been called some names on Instagram, false this, a uh, crazy loony at, I mean, all type of type of stuff. But I take it in stride. I still love people, and um, and sometimes when you're being authentic, you're authentic. Are you being authentic? Um, it makes people offended because they wish they could be offended as you. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. true. So it, 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 it offends them. Your 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 confidence offends them because. Deep down inside, they uh, wish they could be you. And I, I realize that. And I realize that, especially around other sometimes men. Uh, men, and what that is, number one, I'm going to, you know, come in the room, speak to them, let, be authentic. But also, I want to be able to, if they're willing to have help, I'm always willing to help others, um, other people to to build that confidence in themselves because I want to see everyone I want to see everyone win I want to see everybody win everyone do well do great so um, but I'm not gonna lower myself because you don't know who you are that's sometimes I think a lot of us do we lower ourselves because someone else don't know who they are so we're gonna lower down our gifts our voice our talents who we are everything about us so I'm not gonna say I'm a good speaker I'm not gonna say I can write I'm not gonna say I can do this because I don't want you, you to feel bad. But I, I can go on. I can anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other night, I was at a a group like mm-hmm. it's it's like a Bible study basically, but um we were saying how like other people's opinions of me is none of my business. Nope. Yeah, and it was interesting because for me, like I had heard that from somebody years ago, and I've definitely done my fair share of repeating that to myself when in moments that I needed to to remind myself but for some of the other ladies at the table it was their first time ever hearing that and they were like oh that's so good so I definitely just want to share that because it came to mind while you were speaking and I think I take for granted sometimes like the things that I've heard or things that I I know because you know it's common knowledge to me but somebody else might have never heard that before so I want to say that and you mentioned that you use some affirmations to help you build up your confidence. Uh, are you able to share some of those? Sure. Let me think some on top of my head, uh, top of my head, top of my head, top of my head. Okay, here we go. I would say uh, I am more than enough. I am more than enough. Uh, I have the ability to speak and make impact. I have the ability to speak and make impact. I would say things like, um, I would say to myself, Roscoe, you are a confident man who's going to change the world. You are a confident man willing to change the, the world. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm the head and not the tail. Well, scriptures now, I'm above and not beneath. Um, I would say the scriptures, well, Philippians 1 and 6, he who, be, who, he who had begun a good thing in me, he shall complete it. So I would say those things over and over and over until I actually believe what I said. Sometimes when you say those things, you're like, I'm just saying stuff in the mirror or I'm just saying stuff. But actually, you're speaking that into your your soul, your your mind. You're speaking it inside yourself. 
And, you know, our words have power. Our words create, our words create things. Uh, everything we see comes from a word in our, where we live at, you know, everything, our chairs, our TV, it came from a word. The words have power when we speak those things. Um, and also during that time, give yourself, once again, give yourself grace and mercy. Don't beat yourself up when you don't have the confidence that you want right now because it takes time. Um, you've been dealing with this for 15, 20 years. And sometimes we, we want things like, boom, overnight, I'm just free in this area. and But no, it's going to take time. Um, it's like, like a tree. You need to get, you've got to grow. It's, it's a seed. The uh, seed and begins to grow over time and gets deep roots, gets deep roots. And then gold goes up and you have your limbs and it just grows and grows and grows. So I would say uh, those are some of the affirmations and scriptures that I used. I love that because I feel like affirmations is real popular these days. Mm -hmm. But when you go that step further and add scripture, it just hits different because yeah. when you're speaking scripture over yourself, it's like it has a warranty, you know? It's warranty. like there's something behind it. Yeah, it's not yeah. just you putting something together like, no, like this is backed by God. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. And um, I'm, ha I'm happy that you said that it takes some repetition mm -hmm. because yeah, like I think we'll say that for a week, maybe a month and like nothing's changed. And we're like, oh, it ain't working. But no, like you got to keep saying that until you see it, like until you really feel it. Like I think there's a lot of things in our lives. Well, again, going back to the discussion I had earlier this week, we were talking about forgiveness um, mm -hmm. and how sometimes you got to forgive people over and over. And in the same way, I think building up your confidence and changing your perspective and your mindset and how you talk to yourself is another thing that you just got to keep doing it over and over again until it looks like what you want it to look like. Mm -hmm. So That's it. thank you. Awesome. No problem. Well, do you have anything else serious you want to share before we like shift gears? <laughs> No, no, nothing else. I think that was good. Uh, tell you about my losses. Um, yeah, talking about high high school. Tell you about a few years ago. Um, yeah, I just want people people to know that you know they can they can get up and fight again. Get back in the rank of life to do what you've been called. Someone's waiting for you to do what you've been called to do, and just um, take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And just know that God is God is fighting on your behalf. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I just like to ask a few mm -hmm. like lightweight questions. Okay, cool, yeah. Lightweight. <laughs> They're not as heavy, not as deep. Yeah, take yeah. a breath. <laughs> Come uh, yeah. there. <laughs> so for me, and I I noticed this for you too. Uh -huh. I love to travel, and so do you. So I know you got a trip coming up, but um. Do, so yeah, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Or like, anywhere. what's the place that's big on your list? Big on my list right now is Nigeria. Oh. I want to go to Nigeria. I want to go to Lagos, the capital. Not capital, but the big city. And then Abuja is the capital. I want to try the fufu, the uguzi, whatever that soup. I want to go. <laughs> they have beaches. They have all types of monuments. And, like, I like historical. Like, I like history and museums and stuff. So, I think it's yeah. cool. Things like that. I like um, tours, you know, jungles, all that stuff. So I would say Nigeria in another place would be South America. Not South America, but Brazil, specifically Brazil. Okay, thank you. Because I'm like, South America, real big. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I was like, I had a brain fog for a second. I was like, <laughs> you, you were like, right? South America? <laughs> no, but Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> 
Yeah, I want to go to Brazil as well one day. I think their culture is just so vibrant. And vibrant, yeah. I love what you shared about Nigeria, Lagos. Um, I didn't even know all of that. So that's awesome. I think you are my second guest to say one of the African countries. So <laughs> I love that. And then is there a song that you have on repeat right now or that you'd like to share? It could be like a song that you have on repeat right now or just a song in general that has like been like kind of an anthem or something that you want to share with somebody. It's a song it's by Maverick or maybe Elevation where it's called This No, This is the Good News. This is the dun 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 Something about this is the good news. I, okay. I've been hearing that song all over it. Good news. <laughs> I think it's Maverick or Maverick tri- Tribal, some, someone like that. But it's called the good news. And it just got a good beat to it. And I just be in the car. This is the good news. This is the gospel. Dun 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 dun. dun. You know how you know how you don't know the words. You just kind of ad lib. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have to hopefully the song is called Good News. Yeah, it's called Good News. It. Look it up, look it up. It's called Good News, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but thank you for that. <laughs> You are the first guest I've had to start singing the song. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then also, I love to ask for a book recommendation. So it could be something that you read recently or just something that you read that really, like, changed your perspective. That would be a good, it's, um, it's a book by a lady in Jamaica I met. It's called Change of the Mindset. Uh, change of the mindset Uh, it really talks about the power of your mind like the power of your mind how your mind can actually create the world you live in it's biblical base biblical base and she's from jamaica her name is um diana morris um powerful and i I actually read it every every day at my lunch break i I read it over and over and over because i want my mind changed like everything starts here so when my mind's changed my body will follow like but this is changed Everything else is gonna follow. So I really um that's a that's a good book. I like reading that book or any leadership book by John Maxwell. I read um by him as well. John Maxwell has some really great books. I think I started reading one of them. <laughs> but I know he has like that's like his thing, what he's known for. Leadership, so leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna link those in the show notes. that's all i got for you so do you have any last words anything you want to add you good like (laughs) i'm i'm good this was this was fun it's like a like conversation just talking like some friend somewhere out to eat we're just just i like i like the way it went tonight i just will appreciate you ginger um for your podcast and your you know your show and i just pray that it you know god will bless it uh, more and more and more and more listeners um, and you will have just all types of interviews with people who will be able to make impact for you. But I'm just, uh, I'm just so excited, so excited about what God is doing, um, how God is raising up those who are um, unknown to be known. Those who have been, um, I think, I feel like a lot of us, we have been in the wilderness. We have been on the backside of the mountain per se, or just, just, you know, someone who's quiet in the background. And God is really calling a lot of people from the background who have been just in the back to the front. And right now, it's, it seems like it may be uncomfortable to you. It may seem like, why am I speaking on this? Why am I on the stage? Why am I doing this? Because you have been faithful. You have been faithful in a little. Now God can bless you with much more. And I'm speaking that to myself as well. Even though people think I'm always in the front, um, I spent seven years, um, did no speaking for seven years or six years. Six years did no speaking, but just serving whatever was needed to do, I did. And um, God is really 
testing our hearts to see what what is our motives behind what we do. So when we he tests our heart, now God is like, okay, I can trust him. I can trust her for uh, the influence and the people because what influence, what comes with influence is people are gonna believe what you say if it's right or wrong. You may be way wrong, but people are gonna believe you. So like platforms like this, like Ginger's doing, I love that she's um, using her influence the, uh, for positivity, going out there and reaching uh, reaching so many people. So I'm just, once again, thank you so much, Ginger, for having me on your platform. And hopefully I can be back uh, one day again. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much. This thank has you. been great.